motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where the stars in this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh, look, he's got a billion toys. And I am Pete Monty. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot com. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times they are changing You know, I know the big cab can't hear this because it hasn't reached Hawaii yet. It, t- it takes a little bit longer to get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just how yeah. it works. But the, the Bob Dylan. As the crow flies, it takes a little bit longer it, to get out there. As, as it happens. Die too? He did not die. <laughs> <laughs> no, we only lost Eddie Money and Rick Ocasek this week. Yeah, so uh, oh, put bubble wrap around like the rest of the Eagles and uh, <laughs> just play it safe. That's it. Play it safe. Who's left in ACDC? We, can, we gotta be careful with everybody <laughs> with who we have. But <sighs> welcome this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 558, which we are calling, are you sitting down for this? Ooh, sounds like a halfway uh, fancy name. I'd like to say that I hated and loved Rick Ocasek probably my whole life. You loved his music? No. Oh. No. I didn't like the music, but I loved the fact that he could uh, score Paulina Poroskova. I mean, I mean, it's, it is something to be commended. She was a handsome woman. She still is. She was, and and that was one of those. Uh, that was one of those legit marriages. That wasn't one yeah, of those like long term. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't How like long term. I think it was like almost twenty years. I heard That's the like, other I day. Think it was, I feel. I feel like it was longer. They did get divorced, though. I think uh, they did. But uh, I, you know what? We I all have these magical information longer. boxes. I'm going to look it up while you guys continue to talk. Oh, well, okay, thank goodness then. we have devices that can answer <laughs> these questions. I know. Sandwich, jump in. What do you think about uh, about the cars and, and everything else we're talking about so far? Um, so I probably know Cars songs, but don't know they buy the cars. I honestly thought you were going to talk about the Pixar movie for a second. <laughs> 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 I thought that was going to be your go-to. No, I like Lightning McQueen, but Mater is the best. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with Instagram, but. I can't see Sandwich except for the side of his head, and I only see half of OG when he leans in. Hello. It's it's the placement. There's just no perfect placement. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard. Listen, Kev, when you come to the, the land of Jersey one day, which I know is very, yes. very far off from happening. My driver, Young Sandwich, will be picking me up on Thursday morning. Wait, what? 
<laughs> he's going to look like one of the Blues Brothers, and he's just going to pick you up in an old, old Peter. You, wait, you know the Blues Brothers, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm calling shenanigans on that. They don't hang out with that dog, you know, and get the clues. I'm just saying. That's not them. You can do it. You can do it. Mr. Sandwich, you have some homework. You have some homework to do. Oh, Kevin, would you like me to begin talking about the Begathon? Please do. Well, see, Kev, audience, the Begathon is our yearly beg people for donations. You know, I, I was kind of aggressive last 28 week. 28 years. It's 28 years of marriage. The, Sorry, the I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's My okay, apologies. Okay. Interrupting okay. the yeah, there you go. So that 30, almost 30 years is a long time. That's right. So, to be married to Rick Ocasek. <laughs> that guy looked like a stork and a bug had a baby. He he looked like the he looked like the lead grasshopper from uh, Bugs Life. Hmm, More movies. Say what you were talking before OG uh, rudely interrupted you. That's what I do. This is our uh, yearly donation drive almost. I'm saying it nicely. To help get over the hump to get us into Comic Con. Okay. So you Is can, it only for Comic Con? Well, it's for everything, you know, like the domain. We do fantastic giveaways at Comic Con, maintaining the website, uh, beer. Uh. Beer beer wasn't on my list. Hey, it was on. fucking on Part, ours. Parking man. at Comic Con, coffee <laughs> at Comic Con, you know, the essentials. So if you would like to donate to uh, the wonderful people here at Big Cat Geek Stuff, you can go to our lovely website. Uh, bkgeekstuff.com and look at that beautiful cute little <laughs> PayPal button you know wife her up she's a gorgeous little girl but if, if you don't want to get tied down to a, a shiny PayPal button, candy like button if you don't want to get tied down to a PayPal button you can just send us direct money <laughs> at bigcatsgeekstuff at gmail.com for the low low donation of just $10 you too can feed sandwich one bite of a grilled chicken sandwich from the Jacob Javits Center at this year's New York Comic Con who are you kidding you know $10 wouldn't cover one bite <laughs> not with his size bite oh but any size bite who are you kidding <laughs> if you don't want to donate I gotta take out a loan to get the fries with it no oh. We don't talk about the fries. Can we uh, can we bring a George Foreman grill to uh, Comic Con? Ooh, is that an option? I, I just would think they would frown on that. I just want to make sure that Crave is not the uh, no, the no. source of subsidence. No, somewhere. but we can bring a cooler. I keep saying every year that I'm going to bring a cooler packed with beverages and sandwiches and you know healthy snack like options. And every year. No fucking cooler. <laughs> and every year we're eating Crave and the Starbucks and the fucking food court. That's it. That's it. Every year we're begging the anybody that comes by the booth. You got food? Yeah, please, for the love of God, bring us crumbs. <laughs> I think Crave. Well, wait, well, I don't remember what year the Crave incident happened, but that was uh, that was. Well, a listen. If you had been part of the Crave incident, you wouldn't be able to I, forget. I was there. You just, that. you guys just kind of just uh, survived on it for. I, mean, I shit cardboard for a, a month. You swear out of your butt. See how that feels. <laughs> It's true words. Can we uh, can spoken. we put that on the plaque or something? I feel like that needs to be. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly we could put it on the next generation banner of uh, the next time we have a banner made up for the show. That, if you poop out a square. Have you pooped out a square before? Oh, well, a few people uh, in, yeah. in the podcast OG land. and I have. Oh, <laughs> and I have pooped out square. Well, for those who haven't been on the show, you can call us and talk about uh, your stories at the GVM line. <sighs> Yeah. Come on, dude. I had, I had 201 730 
seven. And also, we got to make sure that you, uh, you lovely people, are aware of the um, the Patreon, the Party On, uh, where you can uh, for for some monthly donations, you can be a part of this lovely show. You can for three dollars a month get the show early. For five dollars, you can get uh, the bonus round. Uh, you can uh, for ten dollars be part of the the live chat on the Instas and uh, Discord is which one was that? That was for the Discord's a buck. A buck. Oh, for the that's the best thing. What, what can you buy for a dollar nowadays? I mean. I, not a not a bite of a sandwich at your Comic-Con. Half a fry can, at the Jacob Javits Center. You can get a crumb and a paper clip at the Javits Center <laughs> for that. It. That's it's just it. about it. Uh, so definitely worth checking out. You can Patreon. get con no, flu no, for a dollar. Oh, that's a free. They give that away for sure. That's, you can't get a paper clip because you probably got to go through, what's that company, man? The unions. You got to go through, uh, you got to go through uh, Reed or. Uh, Reed. No, yeah. not Reed. The other one. The other one. The one. The one who runs the tables. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of the name. Well, I like to call them Crims. Well, make sure you go over to <laughs> patreon.com slash bkgeekstuff. That's right. For the party on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so let's get ready with today's show. But I think before we we get started with some of the big topics of the day, we want to talk about some things. A little, little sit-down chat. Oh, sit-down chat. Yeah, yeah, sounds, little, it sounds little, very serious. Oh, heart to oh, heart. Who arranged a sit-down? Oh, you know. I wasn't informed. I'm pretty sure you were, sir. I'm pretty sure. First you have a meeting, and then there's a sit-down. I so learned it from watching you, Nick. I learned it from watching you. And I, I learned it from your Uncle Tony. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Hey, you, you laugh. He <laughs> probably has an Uncle Tony. And I wouldn't make fun of him if I were you. I probably have more than one Uncle Tony. Yeah, I was going to say, honest. I know I have a few Uncle Paulies for sure. So. If that kind of talk gets back to Carmine the Nabli Don, you're going to be in trouble, my friend. That's right. He called up Vito Vinny. The family over in Staten Island. That's it. The whole, the whole lot of them. So um, I guess we should have uh, figured this out. But Kev, do you want to pick up uh, what we're talking about here? Me? Why me? Let him do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I should be the one that does it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, so we teased last week um, some changes coming to the fine program of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. One, one listener, one listener picked up on the subtle music cues. Um, that Mr. Monty put out there last week and actually commented on our Facebook page. But I chose not to approve or reply to the said comment. So, John, I saw your comment. Uh, He just said, based on the musical selection, why do I think that either Big Kev or OG are leaving the show? I think was the exact comment. Well, the reason you wouldn't have responded to that, OG, is because both of those assertions are wrong. That's right. Uh, I'm not. Well, that, that's correct. Uh, no one is leaving the show. Correct. Um, there are going to be some changes, though, to the show. Um, uh, I am moving to the front office. I've got a pretty little flower dress. I've got a gorgeous vase with some daffodils in it. And I've got a fantastic pair of bifocals with a little beaded chain. That I can wear around my neck. You have a coffee coffee cup that says Happy Monday. It does. It says Happy Monday. But when you flip it around, it says someone has a case of the Mondays and just an angry face. Um, So yes, I I am moving. It's a mood mug. It's a mood mug. That's right. It changes when hot liquid or cold liquid enters it. Yeah. So I am. I am. uh, I am changing my role within the Big Kev's Geek Stuff corporate structure. That's a good way of putting it. Is that a a good way of putting it? I was going to say family, but all right, corporate structure. <laughs> yeah, fa- well, family, you know, same thing. So, um, Geek Stuff Inc. I wasn't going to use word like consigliere, but uh, you know, <laughs> say what you want to say. Listen, the first rule about... <laughs> anyway, so don't even mention it. 
Um, so yeah, so on a week to week basis, that means that I will not be here um, doing the podcast with you guys. Um, however, mm-hmm. I'm still going to be involved in everything that is sort of the world of Big Kevsky stuff. You'll still see me floating around Discord. Um, I still will pop on the show from time to time. Um, there may be other things in the future um, that like may grow and evolve that I will be involved in. But the week to week, um, my um, my last sort of show in that role mm-hmm. will be the Tuesday after New York Comic Con. So obviously we'll have next week, the week after we take a break, because we never do a show the Tuesday before New York Comic Con. True because we record four days worth of content at New York Comic Con. Um, and then the Tuesday after we do a recap of New York Comic Con. So that's that schedule will remain the same. Don't forget the sickness in between. Well, you know, the con flu. Listen, one thing about New York Comic Con is that nobody cares about your sickness after New York Comic Con. You still show up. Nobody comes nope. out alive. That's No one comes out alive. No one comes out unscarred. I mean, I've seen things, Nick. I've seen things. That's true. You remember what I got at New York Comic Con two years ago? Cat shit corner? The pneumonia. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. That was more than two. That's right. Yeah. Coughing up blood that. pneumonia. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. I got, I, I, had a, I think I had a slip disc one year. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Oh, From standing all day on the concrete, that's why I bring the padded flooring. I was now. just about to ask you if we have that. Okay. I, have the, I bring the padded flooring. It's very nice. nice. So yeah, so my role within the family is uh, is changing, but don't worry, I'll still be around. So, so OG, let me ask you, yes. um, in case people are curious, mm-hmm. uh, since we have... Uh, some events coming around. We're not too far from uh, episode 600, and we have, as we just said, Comic-Con coming around. Yes. Um, would people be able to see your beautiful face at uh, these events? Uh, well, of course, I'll be at New York Comic-Con mm-hmm. with you guys. Um, I'll be there all week long, hanging out. If we have any after-event stuff going on, I'll be there, um, of course, for that. For something like 600, I mean, I, I would hope that I would be around to, to come and hang out and and, yeah, and, yeah. and celebrate in, in part of that. I mean... Um, you know, from like a very personal sort of standpoint, because I, I don't want anybody like saying anything weird or no speculation or anything like that. But yeah, I love that's going to start. I love everybody that's that's here, both physically and and, and digitally. Digitally, <laughs> um, I'm very proud of all of the years that I have put into the show thus far, and I look forward to whatever capacity I continue to be involved in uh, the program and in uh, the brand. Uh, as it stands, and uh, you know this is not uh, this is not goodbye. It's just a change. It's just a shift. That's all. For sure. I already uh, know so- one thing. For example, is um, I am somehow, some way, I have I, I have been nominated to be class parent for my child's third grade class, and I already know that there's at least two Tuesdays where I have to be there at night, stuffing envelopes and preparing folders. That sounds like so much fun. Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's fair. I think it's fair comment if we if we're uh, you know if we're talking about that OG, you know, OG's young son is is getting a little older, you know, not as young. a little more. There's a little more parenting that needs to happen now. You know, I think the wife has done the fair share in the early years. And <laughs> I think it's fair that dad takes over a little bit here. Plus, you know, you guys know we promoted this before, and we'll continue to promote it on our platform and and perhaps platforms in the future. Um, the things that OG does, the solo G stuff, um, you know, like uh, Critical Role and uh, not Critical Role. Roll for the it. The other one. Roll yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sorry. I, I wish, I wish critical it was role. Critical Role. <laughs> I wish it was Critical Role. <laughs> uh, 
roll for it and you know his uh, his fireside chats on his twitch and those those sorts of things og will, will keep doing those things of course but this move to the front office uh uh for for og is something that he and i have been discussing for a while and it's based on a lot of factors and right we want to make sure that we're being as upfront and honest as we can about it because we don't want the speculation and rumors that you know, which are going to come inevitably that, you know, OG quit the show and all. It's just not true. Yeah, and when no, he shows true. up, in, you know, when he shows up in a month and he's like, okay, here I am, you know, then what is everybody going to say then? Did he quit then? You know, right. did we hire him just to come in and do, you know, one show appearance? No, he's going right. to be around. He's still going to be running a lot of aspects of the, of the actual business end of this thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just want to, you know, and then, so moving forward, um, uh, Mr. Monty and myself and the young sandwich, uh, what we'll be doing is we'll be doing a little bit of rebranding, but we have, a we'll have more information on that, um, in the weeks that follow New York comic con. So, yeah. So there yeah. it is. There's, there's the big announcement. There you go. And I would like to say <clears throat> to, um, uh, to Kev and OG here, um, thank you guys for, first of all, first of all, it was less than a year ago, uh, Kev called me uh, when I was at, with family events saying, hey, you want to be part of the show as a producer? <laughs> and I said, I guess so. I don't know why you want me, but sure. <laughs> uh, and then very quickly, obviously this evolved um, since <clears throat> December-ish till, uh, till now uh, in my role. And I remember when in summer, uh, it would have been, I guess, like summer 2007, 2008, Matt, where we bumped into uh, uh, the comic book market over in Bloomfield That's Avenue. That's right. And I met you defunct. and Adrian, I think, at the same time. Okay. From Adrian Has Issues and whatever program he's doing. And, and I remember you, you pitched this, every- This week. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you pitched me the show and I just thought to myself, as I, as I was downloading on my phone or uploading, whatever, I remember thinking- God, I hope this geek stuff show doesn't suck because I'm going to see this fucking guy again next week and I hope the show doesn't suck. And I remember yeah. thinking as soon as I heard the the uh, uh, Bruce Campbell clip from Army of Darkness, yeah. I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> and now fast forward all these years later and everything, being in this role is pretty cool. So, awesome. Um, yeah, thank you for you guys for well, that. Of course. You, so. you, you, you're doing a good job, sir. Oh, you're doing a good shucks. job. I, I know, I trust, I trust mostly all of you. Who don't you trust? He's giving me a I'm, weird... I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying He mostly. had like a weird look right in between us on, on that one, <laughs> no, so that could have gone either way. He kind of, he moved a little left after he said that. I'm just saying. <laughs> His eyes were screaming. Just a little left. Just... So, NBC is launching a new streaming program called The oh, wait, Peacock. No, 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 hold on. Before oh, okay. we get into that, before we get into that, um, I just wanted, we were just talking about this briefly before the show. I know, I know this is a little side note. I know, but I'm doing Sorry. it anyway. If for for those of you guys who are uh, who are um, considering Patreon at the what's the level where they get the classic episodes? Uh, that is five dollars. That is the bonus content level. Let me tell you, I'm actually going to join Patreon and pay the five dollars to hear my own show <laughs> because <laughs> I. I listened to episode 35 of this program, which was, I think, this past week's, uh, uh, you know, a retro episode or classic episode. And let me tell you how much you will laugh out loud at how terrible we were in year one. Oh, it was, it was I think if, if you're talking about the last vintage episode, Kev, it was vintage yeah. episode 38, title The Winner Is. 
Uh, oh, yeah. With the originally published uh, Tuesday, January 2nd, 2007. There you go. 2007. Yeah. Wow, that was still and that was still microphone uh, screwed into a slab of plywood and C clamped to a snack table. I think so. I don't think we upgraded until almost a full year. Oh, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. Well, that's got to be getting close to a full year at that point. Well, thirty-eight episodes, so it's got to be close. Yeah, give or take. Right. So, um, just just to just to wet your appetite a little bit, we did some. We did a bit called the Geekies. Right. It was it was a mock award show and we had a lot of production, you know, sound effects and crowd effects and applause and, you know, like this little, you know, like trumpet fanfare. We had a little I think we had a little envelope tearing sound. effect. (laughs) Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. Um, But you really, really want to listen to it because, man, I haven't laughed that hard in in a while and that was myself and my best friend and and a classic uh, a couple of classic bits from uh mr fantastic the original show producer in that one as well well there was a uh uh there, there was in that episode there was uh a a new uh that's news to me by mr fantastic oh, in there so oh my god was oh, that yeah. before I mean, or after his dad recorded the spot for us sounding like uh uh, uh, what's his name? Falk from Princess Bride and Columbo. Oh yeah, uh, I think it was. It had to be before. Before, oh, I think it was before. Such yeah. funny sh- classic shit back then. Oh yeah, in the way back one. Anyway, if if there's uh, you know, if, if you haven't been motivated yet to get to the five dollar level, boy, that is motivation. Yeah. Uh, because they are funny and yeah. not like funny like wow, I'm laughing along with them. No, no. You're laughing at us. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, <laughs> I laugh like, at us. Like a clown, yeah. like two or three clowns actually in a room, you know, and, you know, we, we just I'm sorry. I hate to go on to this, but it was just the, the geeky bit. You know, we we all kind of the three of us contributed sort of award ideas and Fantastic's award was Fantastic's award was the uh, what was it? The the power drink. Oh God! Yeah, because he was drinking awful power drinks all the time, Ugh. all the time. And, and he goes into this detailed explanation as to why the winner was the winner, and I could just hear OG and I just thinking, "I don't even know what to say here." <laughs> just got, even, we we just got to bring this back. So somehow. for those of you who never actually met Mr. Fantastic in person and very few people did because he didn't show very up very few. often. But Mr. Fantastic was this. He was a fine looking, muscular young man, like Anthem. easily could have kicked lots of people's asses oh, really? at the same time. Okay. So very you would hit. never challenge him on something. You'd just be like, you know what? You just let the guy with the muscles talk. He's going to be fine. I feel like we all have that one friend yeah. who's like that. I got one too. Yeah. No, but here's, you know what the problem is with that, Nick? There were two of them. His brother. Mr. Fantastic and Mr. Fabulous. That's right. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, it's... Uh, anyway, all right, sorry. Don't so, fuck yeah, with that family. $5 That's... Patreon, you definitely should check that out. Okay, sorry. NBC now coming to the table with a streaming service. Yeah, called The Peacock. The worst fucking name ever. That it's the it's too inside baseball. 
too many people were around executive tables, threw out a bunch of names, and that's what they went with for whatever reason. I mean, I get it. It's iconic to NBC because it's been their logo since forever. Yeah. But... So like, no one is subscribing to the fucking Peacock. So so here it is. They have. Uh, it's I be, guess. Uh, I guess Streamcock was taken. That, 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 that's the problem. It's one of those movies for mom and dad. Apparently, <laughs> right there. Uh, so it's going to be uh, an ad-supported direct-to-consumer platform called Peacock, launching in April 2020, uh, with a lineup of more than 15,000 hours of content. Um, including some things like Parks and Rec, uh, original reboots of Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, Saved by the Bell, and Punky Brewster. Uh, it's also going to be having coverage of uh, the Summer Olympics. I'm sure some of their um, their news VODs will be on there as well, um, as well as a bunch of other uh, properties. You just glossed over the most important part of that article, and just 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 so you know, you said it, but you moved past it while reading it. Including, no, no, no. Including reboots reboots Mm -hmm. of Battlestar Galactica, Saved by the Bell, and Punky Brewster. Which means they have the intent of re-rebooting Battlestar, even though the last one was pretty much perfect. Um, Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster. Because we all want the Punky back. Hey, listen. Listen. Give me Soleil Moon Fry and two different colored uh, Converse sneakers. Uh I'm there. I'm just, I'm, oh, putting, so you're, I'm, I'm putting it out there. You're, you're going to be paying pretty 10 bucks sure I dated her. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying. No. Oh, gee. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but there were differences. <laughs> that, yeah, right. Two of she them. She had red hair. She had red hair. So. Exactly. So, so yeah. What's, 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 so, Sandwich, what's your initial reaction to something like this? Because, again, we have, obviously, Netflix is already out. Uh uh, Amazon Prime has their video service coming out. Disney Plus is going to be a powerhouse when that comes out soon. Uh, and let's not forget, you, there's still YouTube and there's still Twitch out there. So what do you think when it comes to the Peacock? So I see this and it says there's 15,000 hours of content. Mm-hmm. How much of this do we actually care about? Like, of 15,000 hours of content, is a thousand of it actually watchable? Like, <laughs> no offense to it's, Save it's by the point. Bell and Punky Brewster, but... Me as me, I don't really care. Also, they're rebooting it, so I care even less. You know, if you um, go down a little bit further, mm-hmm. um, there's actually a list of shows there that they're going to be. Because don't forget, it won't be just NBC. It'll be NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. You know, and and whatever the other one is, UCP. So that includes all the stuff you've seen on NBC, but it also includes things like, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live. Well, that's NBC. Um, but it includes things like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was on Fox, Married with Children, which was on Fox. Uh, OG's favorite show, Psych, is on the list. Downton Abbey is on the list, which I find really humorous considering that was a BBC show, but, but okay. Um, and, and, other, uh, and other things uh, like that, as you see on the list. But then also, if you go down a little bit further... The feature film library is also going to be available as well. And that includes Universal, DreamWorks Animation, and Focus Features. Now, that right there is a lot of content. It is. I mean, just look at what they've listed there. The Despicable Me movies, Fast and Furious movies, um, Breakfast Club, Bridesmaids, all the American Pie movies, Back to the Future movies. You know, like, there's a lot. Meet the Parents, all of those. You know, like... The, the point is, is that we, you know, we can write this off because they're going to reboot some stuff that probably doesn't need rebooting. Um, 
But, I mean, let's be honest. They're not coming to the table empty-handed. You know, they're not no. CBS. Right. You know, <clears throat> CBS did this on the on the basis of three shows, you know, and, and very little content. They did it on the basis of three original three originals which one of which was a star trek one of which was a spin-off of the good wife uh, and i don't even remember what the third one was and the idea that you could see all of your cbs shows uh when you wanted to see them that was the whole premise of the cbs streaming this by comparison seems a lot better of a deal did they list uh, a price here or anything uh, i was just searching for that right now i'm not seeing anything i did not see any sort of price for launch i think the biggest problem though with this is not that they're launching a, um, a platform i get it everybody's launching a platform but again and this is something that we've talked about over and over Every single time one of these companies launches one of these platforms or one of these sort of directed market streaming services, right? We've gotten to the point where you are now paying the same price mm -hmm. that you were paying for cable, just fractured out amongst a bunch of different streaming services. And at what point is it, at what point is there the tipping point or the broken point? I actually think we've already hit it personally. Now here's, here's the one thing I think they have the advantage that, um, we, we should just at least outline, not so much for maybe this podcast, but just kind of in general. Mm -hmm. um, I, the one thing that's really keeping cable alive is live news and sports. Correct. I agree with that. And NBC, like I said, they have the Olympics and say what you want to about, you know, you don't think about Olympics as your first like go-to product, but they kill. They do very well, especially the Summer Olympics, I should say, at least. Uh, and if they're doing anything with their their um, national newscasts, right. uh, and if they're able to upload those as the direct v uh, VODs, like I said before, to the platform, that's going to make a big difference. And if they happen to also simulcast and stream um, your local newscast, so let's say you can get like the New York, New Jersey area um, for NBC4 here, I think that's going to help their that's going to help them at least in the long run. So the 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 end the, the end of this conversation is at least as far as I'm concerned it will always be what is the price point? Yes, right? Anything over and this is me being honest and frugal and knowing what my comfort zone is for this type of spending. So some people may not agree with me, but anything over five or six bucks is just not worth it. Like I'll sign up for the Olympics maybe once every four years mm -hmm. to watch the Olympics and then I'll cancel it. But because it's funny, the two things that you mentioned that they're going to carry the rest of their laurels on sports and news. I don't, I don't watch either one of those. So, so for me personally, in that essence, yeah, I give two shits about this. I mean, honestly, it feels like what they should go if, and OJ, you're the one who can chime in the most on this probably, or definitely, um, is they have to have that niche children's programming. Because if a kid needs to watch the uh, reruns of a certain kind of TV show, if it's, right. I'm just going to go with Paw Patrol because my, my three-year-old nephew is all about sure. it. If there's only episodes of Paw Patrol on on the Peacock, right. that's going to probably influence a lot of people to to get that streaming service, if that was the case. So it's a double-edged sword because I think what happens is as long as those continue to be available elsewhere, right? Yeah. Then it's not going to matter. It's not going to move the needle enough for NBC. So as long as you can still get Paw Patrol on Amazon or iTunes, for example, and I know that you can get Paw Patrol on Amazon, for example, mm -hmm. um, it's not going to yeah, move but... the needle for NBC. So what NBC has to do is NBC has to pull it from everywhere else and say it's only going to be available to us. And then the problem with that becomes exposure because 
a kid is only going to watch Paw Patrol if he knows that Paw Patrol exists. Using Paw Patrol as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't know that Paw Patrol exists, he'll never be exposed to it. And thus, therefore, hence ergo, his parents will never need to buy the NBC subscription service. They'll find one of the other billion children's shows that are out there. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the $60 dollars There's Scooby-Doo some reference to that. Made. There's some reference to that in the article. I'm looking for it here about them pulling stuff from Netflix. I mean, this is another this is another nail in the coffin of Netflix. So the one that the one that stands to suffer the most is Netflix. And it sucks sure. because the thing that everybody liked about Netflix when it started was that Netflix was the blo- Netflix was blockbuster. It was the idea. Right. Netflix was the place that you could go to get a little yeah. bit of something from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And as we go to a la carte for every single service. Services are going to start to suffer. There is a tipping point. I think yeah. you saw it with the DC Universe. As successful as it was conceptually, and as successful as some of the shows were individually, mm-hmm. as a service, I think it failed because it was competing with far too many other services. It needed to be bundled with something else, like it's going to be going forward, mm-hmm. in order to succeed, in order to... Um, in order, and I think what's going to happen is all of these companies are going to start to realize at some point that the cost to have an individual a la carte service for just your content is not worth the cost or is not worth it when you can sort of license stuff out to someone who's willing to aggregate it. Because the entire world of social media today and online browsing, everything is aggregated. Think about it. Your Facebook fi- yeah. feed, your Instagram feed, Google searches. your Twitter feed, your Google searches. It's all aggregated content. Yeah. Very rarely do you go to just CNN.com to read the CNN article. What happens is you look for an article, you find it on another site that's carrying it, and mm-hmm. you click over. Right? That's the guy idea of aggregation. Well, it's, gonna, yeah. it's the same thing for content and content consumption. Mm-hmm. And at some point, there's a tipping point where it just doesn't make sense for everything to become a la carte. In my opinion, uh, maybe I'm wrong. That's, but. Pretty, that's solid. Uh, and, and I'll say this much: the, the folks in the Discord they have um, a lot to say about this uh, topic. For again, OG, one dollar, one dollar for the Discords. One dollar for the Discords, worth every penny. Absolutely. Might I, might I, yeah. mm-hmm. So some of the uh, some of the thoughts from the folks over in Discord. From I'm going to mispronounce this name terribly, so uh, you can make fun of me in the Discords later. Uh, dot dot dot. Chan? Yeah, so that's uh, that's Alex Chan, I believe is his actual name. So oh, I think okay. it's Dot Alex Chan. Okay. Uh, he's a lovely young man. He comes to visit at New York's Comic Con every single year. He's a good, he's a good, he's a good egg, All as right, the kids well, say. Well, when you see me, you can, uh, you know, tell me to fuck off. You can punch uh, me in the balls. But he said, whoa. What? Uh, he says, uh, it's intriguing. Stop hitting the mic. I'm sorry. He says, it's intriguing, talking about uh, the Peacock, saying, uh, but he's not spending the money. Uh, but because the only one he would want to see is Battlestar. Uh, also, on a box says, uh, to be honest, I haven't heard much about it yet. Uh, there yep. are so many streaming services coming out now that unless it has a catalog like Disney Plus, uh, it would be a wait and see before I even get to think about it. Uh, Great. Now we're now we're gonna get a phone call. Well, but <laughs> there'll be phone calls for there'll sure. Be, there'll be phone calls. But this is but this is the same argument every week. It's 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 how do you justify having an a la carte service and charging an individual price for it. How does anybody, we talked about this last week a little bit, mm-hmm. but how does anybody in 2019 going into 2020, how does anybody think price-wise that you can compete with Disney Plus? Because if you charge anywhere close to what Disney Plus is charging, but have less than what Disney Plus is offering, 
you're fucking out of your mind. I mean, that's why obviously Apple is not really releasing much out of the gate, but their price is really cheap for, for getting started. So and and I think we're, that will help them to start. For sure. Uh, we're, we're skating over two different story, three different stories now because, you know, the next story on the list talks about how J.J. Abrams has made a mega deal with Warner Brothers. Right. Well, I figured we were going to talk about that next. the next story talks about how J.J. walked away from a $500 million exclusivity deal right uh, with with Apple so you know maybe we should we should bring those things up well we could, yeah we'll lump them all together i mean so the the good thing about something like Warner Kev and you can you can attest to this cuz i think we've both benefited from this if i'm not mistaken isn't Warner Brothers the ones that have the rights to um oh my god what's the black and white hamlet movie that we both love the Brana film. Oh, Midsummer, um, Midwinter's Tale. A Midwinter's Tale, which I believe is a Warner Brothers title. And so, so my point with bringing that up is that Warner Brothers has had this service for a while now where there are titles that are not available for, uh, that are not available on a streaming service, that are not available on DG, uh, DVD or Blu-ray. But if you go to the Warner Brothers site, they have like an on-demand... Oh. Printing. Printing service. So this yeah. movie that... Kev introduced me to and is one of my all-time favorite films ever. It's got some of the Very funniest cool. lines, quotable lines ever. Is ever. only available through this service that Warner offers. So the difference to me between something like Warner and NBC is that Warner not only has a film catalog, but Warner probably also has access to a ton of television content. And so I could almost understand a film studio making this move can almost understand because I think the breadth of their um, options is bigger okay. than a television network. Still think it's saturation. Oh, it's definitely saturation. But if I had to pick, I probably would side with a, te- with a movie network over a television network. I don't know. I mean, I, I still think the, the, main win- the main winners in all of this in all sincerity is still going to be Google and Amazon because uh, YouTube is just huge like people don't realize how big uh youtube is the only problem is in the grand scheme of google like the income that they have youtube is such an itty bitty little part of it so it is easy to forget and amazon they do own twitch which i think there's gonna be so much promise in that more down the down the line except that and this isn't on your prep sheet but but you follow the news uh youtube i don't follow news youtube is in the process of shooting itself in both or all, uh, in the foot, knee, and thigh this past week because they are talking about demonetizing all content aimed at children because of that lawsuit that came up yeah. where there was the discrepancy between what is a paid sort of promotional video versus just a traditional <laughs> unboxes or unsolicited video. And I read an article less than a year ago where it's something like, 35% of YouTube revenue mm-hmm. is all generated from, from advertising or, or for video content geared towards kids. And if they yank the monetization from all those content creators, those, all those content creators are going to go someplace else. They'll find another home because their merch alone is not, although most of their money does come from merch, their merch alone will not float them yeah. if they can also get they're still monetization losing, they're still from something. Income, yeah. Exactly. And so YouTube is in the process of shooting itself in the foot. So YouTube has to be careful. Just putting that out there. That's very true. Um, 
All right, we can move on though. Yeah, where were we? Well, we were talking about the J.J. Abrams deal, both walking away from Apple and partnering with Warner Brothers. I think that says a lot of red flags about Apple, just in terms of, there's a lot of credibility behind J.J. um, And the fact that he's turning down half of his income or half the money he would make rather, excuse me, uh, to go someplace else, I just think speaks volumes in terms of the fact that Apple's getting involved in something that they they're just not used to. Tech being involved in you know, Hollywood of sorts um, just sends a lot of red flags about how they're structuring, how they're maybe approaching this. I think, I think the biggest problem is, and I think this is probably one of the biggest criticisms of Apple in general, mm-hmm. is that Apple tends to not play well with others. Apple tends to play things very close to the vest. Yes. And Apple likes a lot of control. And yes. with a guy like J.J. Abrams, he is not, will, my guess is that mm-hmm. he is not willing to relinquish the kind of control that Apple is probably asking him to relinquish in order to be a content creator there. He well, probably doesn't want to relinquish certain things that Apple is asking him to do. That would be my guess. It's speculation because we don't know and he hasn't commented well, on it, but. Well, if we read the article, mm-hmm. you know, what it says is that uh, Apple is looking to bring movies and uh, particularly films to its service and not to theaters. And Abrams doesn't like that, and neither does Christopher Nolan, according to this article. And so one of the reasons that he's walking away, according to this article, or that he walked away, because we now know he has the deal with Warner. Right. Um, is is exactly that. You know, is exactly that, you know, he... Uh, you know, they want him to develop projects for their streaming service and not for, uh, you know, not necessarily for, uh, for major theatrical releases. And I, I agree with you. And that is what the article says. So it obviously it's, it's true. However, if you boil that down to its core essence, big Kev, um, it's a control issue. It's Apple saying, we want you to create this content and only release it in the sandbox that we're comfortable with you releasing Correct. it in. And Abrams is saying, no. <laughs> so at, I right agree here. with you. You're, you're distilling it down to more of um, uh, a finite actual point based on the article. But I think the, the broader scheme is is um, it's control. And I think that's probably the issue with Nolan as well. Nolan isn't the kind of guy who is going to be told what to do when it comes to content creation and when it comes to filming and, and, and et cetera. Speaking of, uh, and speaking of not being told what to do, right in the, next, uh, in the next paragraph of the article, even Netflix is trying to figure out a way to simultaneously appease big-time directors like Martin Scorsese whose new film, The Irishman, won't get a major theatrical release despite the director asking for one. Right. Really? I was not aware that The Irishman was not going to get a theatrical release. So That's fucking weird. So here's here's the thing about that, because I read that, and I was thinking about Martin Scorsese, and I think Martin Scorsese has... Um, as brilliant as he is, he's probably, you know, he's arguably one of the best directors ever. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, is that, is that he just, right he there. just lands on the list of greatest directors. Um, I think that he probably has a very old school mentality. Oh, for sure. And what I'm hoping is that Netflix is trying to persuade him, persuade him that, um, that, that, you don't need a theatrical release in order to hit a mass audience and be successful. The problem with Scorsese is I think Scorsese sees things 
um, as a visionary, Scorsese sees things as very bombastic visually and sound. Mm-hmm. And so his concern is how will the content be consumed at home versus, and this, there was actually a really interesting uh, piece on NPR this past week about MoviePass, because I think it's on the, the one year anniversary of MoviePass dying and, and AMC, they're talking about AMC. Which and on there's the a month. chance of a sale going through for that right. today. But. Um, and so the one thing that came out of this piece was that they were able to convince movie studios, movies, movie pass convinced movie studios ab- about what types of content people were willing to cons- consume at what price point and where. Um, and it sort of talked about viewing stuff at home versus viewing in the theater and how movie pass may have uh, reinvigorated some people's interest in actually going to the theater, but not enough to make movie pass a thing, a thing. Um, and, and, and look, we all have have had this experience, Kev, you and I have had this experience numerous times together where we know we are, we're going to a movie. Um, and if it's not a midnight showing at a theater that we're comfortable with and a seat that we're comfortable with, it's like, do I really need to see this movie at this time? Now, Kevin and I have seen a ton of great movies together over the years, midnight shows, et cetera. Um, but, Both we've, of them. but we've always had, be it because of technology and the way theaters have developed or through ubiquitous clandestine informants, we've always had some direct control over our movie going experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that has translated quite nicely into a big screen TV with a Bose surround sound system mm-hmm. from the comfort of my couch. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is that, and and I think I, I think yeah, right. But I think I'm on the side of Christopher Nolan here and Martin Scorsese when I say that you know the the further they wither away the theatrical experience, I, I think that's just not a good idea. And I'm for Christopher Nolan and Martin Scorsese and Abrams and anyone else going. You know what? We're not going to abandon the theatrical experience for the almighty dollar. And I agree. But so what we need as a society and at least in America is we need less AMCs and less Regals and more Alamo draft houses. We need more movie theaters that are willing to actually police themselves and police their crowd. We need more theaters that are willing to take an usher to go into an audience and tell someone they have to be quiet or leave because that's why you don't go to AMC anymore or Cineplex Odeon or Regal or wherever it is because you actually want a true movie going experience. You want to be able to enjoy the movie and not the guy next to you's cell phone or his lippy kids. That's one of that's one of my main reasons for not wanting to go exactly, as much. and that's one of the only one of the only true benefits to going to a midnight screening still in 2019. As my old ass Methuselah self is, as much as I regret it the next day, one of the only true benefits to that is, generally speaking, people who show up to the midnight screening want to be there, and so they appreciate yeah. or at least respect the movie going experience. See, that's, and that's Mostly. why I go to the, Mostly. I try to go to the earliest as possible showing because if anyone wakes up to go to a movie, right. chances are they are passionate about it in some Correct. capacity. Correct. So, so anyway, that's what I go we've, we've also been at things though where we thought going, OG and I thought going in, oh, this is going to be a great theatrical experience because these are people who, you know, they want to be here. This is a special event and so on and so forth. 
And all we hear all evening was, he had a big blue dick. He had a big blue dick. He saw his big blue dick. He had a big blue dick. Okay, but. <laughs> okay, so I actually remember that experience. That was an amazing experience outside of the big blue dick comments. But don't forget, uh, Kev, Another that we, 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 shared that, we shared that movie-going experience with a bunch of people who won tickets to go to that experience on a bunch of New York radio stations that may yeah. or may not have been as passionate about seeing the film as they were about winning something for free. Yeah, okay. But, you know, again, the, the, the problem, I think, with that particular event was that it was double billed. It was billed yes. as both a press screening Correct. and it was billed as people going to win a, you know win the tickets and come in the door. I mean – Sandwich, Monty. My ticket actually said, "Come and see this big blue dick." I mean, that's what my ticket. I, and it was printed on there. <laughs> yeah. And but Big Kev said, "Media pass." Not even uh, barcode. Only on the there, finest of individuals dick. allowed. Mine said, that's "Big correct. blue dick." So I mean, it's it's a toss up, really. Listen, Come see a big blue dick. <laughs> Listen, I think we should just uh, go to break right there because I don't think that there, we can end it. On uh, better than Big Blue Dick. I mean, really. Okay. And with that, Mr. Sandwich, why don't you take us to break? And with that, uh, OG, Monty, Kev, we'll put this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 558, to a break. The way we put some shows to a break by saying, go to break. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Now listen, Big Kev, just because you said my name doesn't mean I'm going to call in. So I'm not calling in right now. Bye. And we are back. This episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 558. Epicode. Epicode. Yep. The accents have changed here in Jersey since you've left. Uh, Epicode 558. Are you sitting down for this? Uh, you did not hear uh, game stuff this week. Mr. Coke Logic is doing uh, some emergency sur uh, surgery on his computer. Um, but uh, you're in the background. The folks are listening to uh, the X-Men theme song intro. So there's that. You guys are bopping around to that. So Coke Logic had to do the equivalent of a heart transplant. <laughs> no, shit happens. He, um, things went to Kaplui. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't give us a TLC. Uh, yeah, go so for it. Things happen. Yeah, things happen. It happens. Yeah, that's all. Um, but you know, Kev, what the, what the good folks did here was a word from our lovely sponsor. Yes, Sandwich. Tell us all about that. Gosh, uh, you mean our lovely sponsors at Build X Wing? The, that the, would be the one. The, yeah, the, the wonderful, fantastic X Wing. X Wing that when you see this piece, 
It's a piece that you see at a con and you say, I would love to have that, but I can't afford that. Now what this is, is this is the affordable, beautiful option that you can have in your home and display in your home with, uh, what you, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, go on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the piece that if you're a Star Wars fan who loves X-Wings, you want this in your home. It's got this, also the deluxe version, which comes with so many extra moving parts, which I really feel like if you're going to invest in the build an X-Wing, you should really <laughs> pick that option, the okay. deluxe option. Uh, but I will say this much. Did OG just fall down from laughing? No, no, he uh, uh, he went to go to get a better look at our product tonight uh, at the other side of the table, and... After a beer or two, I think he's a little. No, let's uh, let's pull the curtain back. OG had a pee for the third time this season. <laughs> no, evening. I kicked the chair trying to look at the Spider-Man box. Because he because he's got the bladder of a sixty-year-old because he's a sixty-year-old. That's right. All of those things are true. Nothing you've said is a lie. But with Bill the X-wing sandwich, uh, is something where you are able to put it together piece by piece. That helps uh, keep this price so affordable um, for everybody out there. And for someone like myself, who's not a Star Wars fan, um, or likes putting in the uh, usual commercial uh, for the last three episodes, um, it is a fantastic correct uh, commercial bit. Oh, yeah. Um, we haven't up. talked about that, have we? No, we just did. So we're good. Let's not ruin the spot. Uh, and uh, if you want to get in on this, if you care about the Star Wars whatsoever, it's something you really should look into because uh, for, for myself someone who doesn't care about the Star Wars even I looked at that and says damn <laughs> I want that and I, I took it from, from OG's office without him realizing it but if you want to <laughs> check out Bill the next one hold, hold on hold on hold on hold on I'm not done yet I'm not done yet you can just you call I'm, no, no. You took what from OG's office? Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, it was just breadcrumbs. Okay. Oh, uh, you mean like eight of seven the seven eight seven seven five four four six seven seven nine. And wait, did you take bits of the X-wing from his office? I mean, he's got Funkos that are missing. He's got comics <laughs> that are missing. I mean, lots of stuff. I'm, I'm just asking about the X-wing because because that's mine. <laughs> So that was yours, I think, is what he's alluding to. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that Joker piece of yours was uh, was yours too, but it looks beautiful on my mantle right now. Sandwich, really Sandwich only picked up a box of bricks. <laughs> All right, let's move forward, guys. Let's Come move on, forward because we're uh, we're burning daylight and uh, there's a computer issue here. Uh, so. Uh, as I mentioned on the show multiple times, big fan of Spider-Man. And also, uh, as OG will attest to this, uh, the new Spider-Man PlayStation game is phenomenal. Probably one of the best uh, first person, definitely the best Spider-Man game ever created. Easily. Um, and uh, I have mentioned before, I am a fan of the Hot Toys. And instead of doing uh, selecting the payment plan like I uh, meant to, I accidentally just purchased it in one <laughs> fell swoop, uh, <laughs> which was my surprise when I got a lovely uh, charge on my credit card this month. But... Like what is this two hundred and fifty-two dollar charge from Sideshow? Uh, why am I getting a thank you email from Sideshow? Um, but in the mail, I got uh, the new Hot Toys collectible um, from the Marvel Spider-Man video game, and I gotta say, this thing looks ten times better seeing it in person, not seeing it behind glass, not seeing it online. Um, Monty got a thank you postcard of the people at Sideshow ordering subs and sodas on his dime this past week. But the is, piece is beautiful. It is absolutely gorgeous. The the colors are vibrant. Um, it the the the, the now white. Wait, now this is this is the one from the video game, right? Correct. This is the advanced suit 
from the PlayStation 4 exclusive video game. It comes with um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It comes with, including the ones on his body, comes with 12 different hands, um, six different webs that you can put in the hands in various poses. It comes with three different sets of sets of lenses. Yes. For the for the headpiece, it comes with a couple of different sort of web effects. It comes with um, a spider drone, two of the spider bombs, two of the spider communicators, four different web shooters. Um, what looks like a cell phone <laughs> accessory. A looks like it from here. Um, and, and here's and here's the thing. These, this is all stuff that's like unlockable in the game. game. Yeah, um, not stuff you start off with off the bat. Uh, and my favorite part is the fact that it has the, the. It's funny because as soon as I opened it up, as soon as Sandwich looked at it, as soon as you looked at it, OG, you looked at the little Spider-Man minifigure. That's yeah. about the size of a dime. Yeah, yeah, it's like this chibi little Spider-Man figure. But honestly, the one, the one down. Yeah, this one yeah, yeah. here. Um, and I'm not quite. I'll show it to the Instagram. Yeah, show folks. that to the Instas. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what this is from. Is this one of the backpack? He was. He was. Uh, yeah, that was the plushie. But also, that was part of uh, when you hit the the pause button, the start, whatever. Oh right, uh, And, and okay. he would be uh, kind of just giving you a a walkthrough and stand, you know, kind of little guidance. Um, one of my favorite things about this piece, as far as accessories go. Mr. Montessori. I don't know if you played with this or not, but I did because I can't keep my hands to myself. But the spider drone, mm-hmm. which is this little spider looking bit that in the game you use it to like go under cars and de- like deactivate bombs, bombs and, and stuff you, like that. You get to sneak into a bar at one did point. Did you notice that each leg on this thing is articulated? I haven't even touched it yet. Each leg on that spider drone has individual articulation. Now, it's not a lot. But each one does move. Oh, they're all uh, spring-loaded, it looks like, and you can kind of and, But they also the, they also twist and spin, so... Get the hell, look at Get that. the hell out of here. It comes yeah. with a couple of different... Oh, oh, Big Kev, this is the most important part of this uh, figure for you. I'm going to show yeah, this to the Instagram, too. So you can see it. Um, Big Kev, it comes <laughs> with... It comes with extra wrist, wrist joints. You know, just in Not case... Just in case you break one while displaying it. Just sandwich. Just uh, take that thing from OG and put it in your pocket. <laughs> you know, another thing that also I think is worth mentioning that can easily go under the radar with this is also it has um, a nice backdrop of uh, the city streets that you can put behind it. So if you wanted to make it look like Spider-Man is um, swinging or about to throw something, kind of like in one of his mid-air moves. Um, you can position it and uh, make it look that way. Because, um, I mean, same thing when I'm looking for a statue or when I'm looking at a hot toy in general. I think that's one of the reasons I like hot toys for this reason. Um, but you can make it make it look like it's it's in action. It's not just a static figure. You can make it look like there's some movement going on, even though it's not moving. And you saw the two yep. sort of clings that it comes with, too, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, you know, if you look at uh, the photography... Uh, done by the fine folks over at uh, Sideshow or Hot Toys um, that come with the um, solicitation for the figure. Man, they have done some really dynamic posing with this. So, you know, that's, sure. that's something open to you as well. You know, and for anyone who does, who is a fan of the Hot Toys um, or wants to get a good look at it, I think instead of just, I mean, yes, looking at the pictures when uh, something is listed, uh, but usually they show videos of how to uh, post, um, how to pose a specific um, uh, figure. 
So it kind of gives you an idea on the flexibility of the joints, gives you an idea of uh, what you may be capable of. Capable of, um, forgot how to use words. Um, and just kind of another way to shop around and um, look at something. And for, for something like this, I don't want to speak for OG, but I think we can all say that this is just a just another home run out of Hot Toys. I mean, so many of their figures are, are just phenomenal. And thank God I got on this on the ground level and don't have to pay uh, extra money on the Ebays. Um, once this thing is uh, not available. I, I don't want to drag this conversation out too much longer because I know that we're running a little bit long. But the one thing for me personally that this sort of does is, because honestly, as amazing as this figure is, I don't know that I would grab this for my personal collection. However, seeing how awesome this figure is, it does make me really want to buy the, the Spider-Punk. I'm on the, the fence. Spider I Punk. That's yeah. the one you want to buy. Yeah, with the Converse and the guitar uh, and the and the and the and the spiked mohawk. You know why? Because it's not something that I have well represented in my Spider-Man collection mm-hmm. already. Right. What's it going for? Uh, Two thirty-five, about the same price as this one. Is that why you were cheering for uh, a hot second there? It's for a hot second. Yeah. I was like, oh. I'll confess. I'll confess. I don't really collect Hot Toys. I I don't really collect Spider Man, as you all know. But I did order Night Monkey. (laughs) Did you really? That's pretty funny. Um, (laughs) For my Night Monkey collection. Nice. Now, fun fact: if you are not a fan of the Spider Mans uh, in any capacity, um, on the Sideshow website, you can order a life-size figure of R two D two. (laughs) <laughs> for the low, low price of $7,450, which has been posted. Your uncle. Now, you can, <laughs> you can uh, and you can get this bad boy uh, for nine payments of $745 a month. Well, oodalali. If you are interested. So, you know. It's that or you could pay rent. Yeah. Yeah. So, or your car. So, or, if you're living at your parents' house and you got a lot of flow and you're not putting that money away, you know, to not get out of your parents' pass. house. R2-D2. And by the way, I mean, it should be noted that that's just not a static R2-D2 as well. I'm, I think he has lights and sounds and all sorts of, kind of like the R2s you see that the guys are personally building. Although yeah. I don't know about him moving or anything like that. I haven't looked that deep into it because once you see a price tag like that, if you're not that guy, you don't really need to look at any further. Yeah, it does have some Did, lights and sounds, but, um, you know, still, that's pretty crazy talk. Pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty crazy. OG, OG, I wanted to bring this to your attention in sure. particular. Did you happen to notice, uh, I'm actually going to get it in front of me right now, so that, uh, did you happen to notice there was a a pre-sale that went up mm-hmm. um, for Sideshow? For what piece? That I, I thought you might uh, think was very interesting. No, that's not it. Hold on, I'm looking in my uh, looking at my emails here. Hold on one second. Um, but you know, we were talking last week about the first three pieces from the D and D animated series, and um, and Sandwich gave us a lot of really uh, fun and valuable information about that series, as I recall. And um, or maybe I'm wrong. Um, and, uh, they had an exciting pre-order where there it is. Iron studios was the guys who did those little ones, right? Yes. Well, iron studios, uh, over at the sideshow website, uh, OG, if you can get over there, you now see that they have their Venger and nightmare, uh, with nightmare and shadow demon, uh, deluxe. They now have that up for pre-order. Oh, I did not see that. No. 
it's Venger on his uh, on his horse, sort of. Yeah, on the anti uh, uh, horse, if you will, the nightmare with the flaming everything and the little demon coming out of the base. What a really terrific piece to uh, uh, to um, uh, you know put with your other uh, figures as well. One tenth scale, I think, is the same scale as those figures. Nice. So. Uh, yeah, nice. really, really nice. It's Iron Studios. It's a little pricey. Not bad, though. Um, oh, yeah, wow. So that thing is beautiful. Yeah, 260 is the selling point on it, but it's a gorgeous yeah, piece. Yeah, I mean, for a mounted figure that's that size, a statue, not bad. Regardless, if uh, anyone is interested, though, they should go to the Sideshow website to check out what they have between their statues, their yeah. toys, and their prints, and anything else along those lines, because there's a... Uh, there's a little song for everybody. That's it. Go to sideshowtoy.com. Hash, Check that out. We need to get them as a sponsor. So sandwich, get on that, okay? Sure. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Wait, before. Yes. I just want to say, I went on Sideshow and I was looking at the Bobby the Barbarian and Uni uh, statue. Okay. And Uni looks petrifying to me. Let me take a look at that real quick. <laughs> just. Let you go. Yeah, I, uh, that is in my nightmares now. Uh, show that to the OG. Yeah, it looks like he's been buggered. It, I, I can't not look <laughs> at the, <laughs> yeah, That's it. Well, you know, Uni that. is about, you know, 45, 50 years old, and it's that time in his life where he needs to be checked for these things, you know? Uni, uni did sound like a sheep, though, that's in right. that show. That's or right. Goat. Prevention goes very far. These things happen. Um, but I don't know if you guys hear, but I, I hear a little music in the background. I hear, I hear the music very, right very now. Very faintly. I don't hear it. They, they, it again. Sound waves, you know? That's, eventually. Yeah. You're still waiting for Dylan, so it's okay. Uh, but uh, you can catch us every week over at BigKevsGeekStuff.com. You can check us over at the Facebooks. Um, search us for Big Kev Geek Stuff there. Uh, you can call the GVM hotline at... Oh my gosh. 201 You know what's funny? I almost chimed in with the old voicemail number because I remember the old voicemail number so well. I can rem- I remember the, <laughs> I, like I said, yeah. I remember the old one. Yeah. I have to look for this one still. So What was the old one? Just give me the first number, OG. Let me see if I remember it. 425 920 6050. There you yeah. go. Right. Uh, check us out over at Patreon. Patreon.com. Don't call that one. No, don't call that one. <laughs> Oh, disconnected. One. That might be Ray's Pizzeria. This yeah. time. Uh, check us out uh, patreon.com backslash big BK geek stuff uh, for a number of lovely options. Uh, even one dollar is worth it uh, just to be in the Discord. And uh, you know what would make me really happy, guys? What? It's almost my birthday. Ooh. And I would just love one person to leave a positive review on the iTunes. That would just make my heart happy. All right. That's all. That, that's you know it. what? I, you know, in, in, lieu of sending, uh, in lieu of sending Mr. Monty presents, Perhaps uh, contributing to the Begathon uh, might be an appropriate gift for Mr. Monty. Just head over to so. the website, check out that PayPal button, and uh, be, help us out. Help us. Help us out. Help with the road. Help us did to you, help you. Uh, OG, did you refocus uh, the Instagram camera onto Sandwich well. because we're getting ready to hear? <laughs> Is social media? Yeah, we gotta get it out of the way though, because I got a boogie, 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 guys. I got, I got a small window. Go, just uh, go for it, sandwich. You can find me on go. Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> OG, what do you got? No, you can no, find no, me on Twitter no, and no. Instagram at uh, GeeksFOG. That's where I am across all social media platforms. It's just easier that way. That's okay. Uh, I'm on Monty's Mayhem on the Snapchat, on the Twitter, on um, the Instagram, and um, also on Mario Run. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. Get to her. Big Kev? I'm Big Kev GS 
where I partner with such people as Fat Dumbledore <laughs> on, uh, on um, Xbox, where we are taming the West, and I'm Big Kev. Uh, no, I'm BK Geek stuff everywhere else. And you can uh, you can follow Rocky on Twitter as a. Uh, Rocky the dog. There you go. You need to create uh, that account now. You know that, right? I kind of want to. No, I don't want to be one of those people. Yes, you do. Please don't. Well, now You're I want to because you, you just spoke it into existence by mentioning it. You did. Just the fact that Kev's smirking at it, I kind of want to. And with that, be Kev. With that, OG and Mr. Monty and the Young Sandwich, I will uh, end this program the way we end some episodes by saying. Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Still don't know what I was waiting for. And my time was running wild A million dead-end streets And every time I thought I got it made It seemed the taste was not so sweet So I turned myself to face me I've never caught a glimpse How the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Ch-ch-ch-changes Turn and face the strange changes Don't wanna be a richer man Ch-ch-ch-changes Turn and face the strange changes It's gonna have to be a different man Time may change me But I can't waste time Size, but never leave the stream of warm and permanent sand. So the days float through my eyes, but still the days seem the same. And these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. Changes. Turn and face the strange changes. Don't tell them to go up or out of it. Turn and face the strange changes. Where's your shame? You've left us up to our next event. Time may change me, but you can't twist time. Strange fascination. Change it, 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 change it,
But I can't trace time 